is the Greg Cappy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Now, here's Coach Cappy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub here in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule. He is the coach, Greg Campy. You guys are all the fans. We got a big crowd in attendance here tonight, Coach. Yeah, we do. Hey, listen did. to that. Yeah. Well, uh, they had some committee meeting here today, so they all, I guess they, they heard about the season fries, so they wanted to stay around and see if they're really that good. Uh, absolutely, and, and you're winning the fans over, by the way. So a lot of that's become the staple of this program. It's just it's an endless promotion for RJ's Pub season fries, which yeah. we're cool with. Yeah, well, maybe RJ can get that uh, gift certificate up to maybe thirty dollars today. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, though, we will have our RJ's Pub trivia coming up a little bit later. Uh, a 20 or $30 gift certificate will be on the line. Uh, we have a, a good trivia question lined up for that. As always, you can reach the show on Twitter. Uh, just send a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll be getting to those as the show goes on as well. But, Coach, Golden Grizzlies 3-1 and one right now, up amongst the leaders in the Horizon League standings with a perfect weekend this weekend. Uh, you guys guaranteed a, a share of first place if you're able to take care of business on your home floor. Yeah, and we really haven't done that that well this year. We've got four home losses, so, you know, it's, it's kind of disappointing. But uh, Saturday's game, you know, let's talk about the bad first. Saturday's game was very disappointing. Um, you know, I, I felt that Wright State came in here, and we knew going into the game they were in trouble. We we had been picked to win it a year ago, and we started one and two, and we knew what we felt like going into that that game. So I knew that they would come in and play as hard as they could possibly play. They're a championship a quality team. They had a lot of players back from the team that won a championship last year, so I know that they understood and knew what the effort would take to play a game at Oakland and get a win, and our guys didn't understand it, and uh, they came out and punched us right in the nose, and uh, we fought back a couple times, but, you know, we got in foul trouble with Xavier, and uh, the technical foul was a big play, you know, getting him a fifth of his eligibility went out the door because he couldn't keep his mouth quiet, and, you know, that really hurt us, and you know, we made that run to get it to 10, and then he's gone. And, and if, you know, for us to come back from 20 points down or 18 points down in 10 or 12 minutes, we can do it, but we have to have him on the floor, and we didn't. And, you know, it got away from us. So we were standing in a position after that great win on Thursday night that we could, you know, be 4-0, and uh, we didn't get it done. But I'm hoping, and I, I said this after the game, and I really, truly believe it, I'm hoping that that was a learning experience for a, a young team, a team that's never been there before. You know, we've we have guys that have never been in this position before, um, and you know, you, you can coach all you want, you can scream all you want, you can be nice all you want, but they have to ex to experience the ups and downs of what comes comes through with this to be able to learn from it. And I, I think that was a great learning experience for us. And. Uh, I'll expect that, that, that we'll play really well tomorrow night. Absolutely. And Milwaukee will be in town tomorrow night on Thursday. Uh, hope to see everybody out there as well. And, of course, Saturday, Winterfest going on. Some of the Grizz gangs in the house here today as well. I know that's a big event for everybody that comes out to the tailgate. And you can do that on Saturday afternoon, then come into the arena. Big ball game uh, against Green Bay. A lot on the line for the Golden Grizzlies. But, Coach, you know, you said you want to get the bad out of the way. We talked about the right state game. Let's talk about the good. Northern Kentucky uh, came in here on Thursday night. Great environment in the arena. I mean, there was some juice in that building. It was a good ball game, good competitive close ball game. As you knew uh, that it would be, uh, you guys got a big win in that matchup against Northern Kentucky. What was your takeaway from that game? Well, first, let's start with the, the building itself. You know, 
our place is as good as it gets for mid-major basketball on a, on a, in a big game atmosphere. And it was that way that night. Uh, it was a back-and-forth game. We got ourselves in a little trouble. We came back. We, I think we were able to come back because of the juice that was in the building. Um, our student section, as always, was fantastic. But I thought the, the, the chair seats were as, as good as I think I've seen it in a long, long time as far as the noise that was generated. And one thing I think that's really happened over the last decade is our fan base is really, really beginning to understand or does understand the game, the ebbs and flows, and how it can help uh, a team, you know, with how they get into a game. And I think we have a very knowledgeable group of people, the people that come to the games, uh, you know, have been coming for a long time and they understand and they know Oakland basketball and they're knowledgeable. And, and uh, I think this year's team is so new and I think they're a fun team to watch. The, what, the way we play, we can score it at the rim with Xavier. He's physical. Uh, we, we're one of the top shooting teams in the country. I think we're third in the country in three-point percentage. Um, we rank offensively in the top 12 in the country in I think five or six categories, which, you know, as, as many great teams as we've had, I don't know if we've ever ranked that high in that many categories. So it's a, it's a fun team to watch. It's a team that's learning and growing. And I think that, and you guys out there can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think you're learning this team with me. I mean, you're, you're watching them grow and develop as I am, and you're, you're finding out what they can and can't do in these situations as I am, and which, you know, over the next two years, um, you know, this, this, we, I think everybody in this room today believes that this team can be a special team before it's done. When it becomes that will be, you know, I mean, we all thought after Thursday night we were there, and then Saturday we got slapped in the face and found out we're not there. Um, so, you know, I think this weekend's huge, Neil. I, I think that, you know, um, how we play this weekend, uh, how we handle the, the pressure of it, I think will say a lot about this team and going forward. And, Coach, the thing that, that you and I have talked about a lot with this basketball team, and, and I've been around this program now going on seven, eight years, whatever that number is, and we've had some great shooters. We, we've had the greatest three-point shooter in the history of college basketball. We've had great scores. We've had an ability to score the basketball uh, as good as anybody can do it in the country. But with all that being said, I don't know that depth-wise we've been able to shoot the basketball. I'm talking to one through four with shooters on the floor that are capable of, of not only heating up. A guy like Kamari Newman seems to be you know, a street guy that, that'll, that'll go two for ten, but then he can go six for eight and shoot you right back into a basketball game. Javon Cumberland leads the, the, the Horizon League in three-point shooting percentage. As you talked about, Golden Grizzlies right now, in terms of all the NCAA, fourth in the country in, in three-point shots made. You don't do that off the back of one three-point shooter. This is as deep, and this is me talking, you agree or disagree, this is as deep of a shooting team as I've seen here since I've been here. Yeah, and, and I think some guys down on the bench that haven't played a lot, Pittman is supposed to be a great shooter. That's right. why we recruited him. He's shown signs of it. You know, he made a big one uh, the other night, uh, his first basket, his first three. And, and the good with that is he missed the next one, but he came down and he was ready to shoot it. Maybe a little too quick, but he, he was <laughs> he was ready to shoot it right away. But that's a good sign. So, you know, we, we can put a very good shooting group around Xavier. And that offensively, you know, is what our strength is right now. Uh, we, we completely, with this season and with a complete new team, we completely changed how we play offensively. And, you know, we forget that we did that sometimes, and there are some learning curve that goes with that too, our motion. 
the other night against Wright State it was not a motion offense. I don't know what kind of, it was a standing, I'm tired offense, you know. And um, so, you know, the film helps with that. They get to see it. We get back to work. You know, one of the things about winning is, is that you have to be very careful with is that you can get lulled into believing when you win that, you know, that this that things take care of themselves and there'll be uh, slippage in what you do. There'll be erosion to principles and things like that. And we as a coaching staff have to, you know, remind them every day about there can't be erosion. That You know, our cuts have to be harder. Our, you know, we've got to get the ball in better spots on the floor. And in that offensively, we were really, really bad against uh, Wright State. Is and It made us look bad defensively. But we had 18 turnovers against a team that doesn't pressure. And we tried to make great passes, and we tried to, you know, force it into the post at angles that you're not supposed to do it from. And it it kind of snowballed. Even Braden made a couple. He made a cross-court pass that was intercepted, and I haven't seen him do that since he's been here, you know. And, and we just – everything's going good, and then you kind of forget why it's going good, and, you, and there's erosion to principles and fundamentals. And a game like last Saturday helped us, you know, jarred back into, guys, what are we doing here? And I think offensively we'll be much better tomorrow. We've had a really good week of practice at trying to, you know, shore up the stupid little things that we did. That, you know, we went three, two or three for 16 from the three in the first half. And, you know, yes, we're a great three-point shooting team. Yes, we're fourth in the country in it. But Braden Norris is the leading three-point shooter in the country. The reason he's the leading three-point shooter in the country is twofold. One is he's a great, great shooter, but two is he takes great shots. And so that, you know, if you take a, a shot that's a good shot, you have a better chance of shooting what you should be shooting from it. And so we started out that game Saturday. Our first shot, six shots from the floor were threes, and that's not who we are, you know. But we got this feeling great about, you know, the way we shot the ball on Thursday and all that kind of stuff, and now we come down and the erosion of the principles of it getting to X inside and then getting kicked out went away, and all of a sudden we're just jacking up shots. And it wasn't one person, it was everybody. And all of a sudden you're down 14 to 3. Uh, and, you know, so that's what I'm talking about. I feel pretty good that this week of practice was good, and, and you know, it's I'm not sitting here saying we're going to be perfect tomorrow night and we're going to look great because – I still don't know 100% about this group. But this is the first time that, you know, they got kind of punched in the stomach when they were sitting on top of the world. And how we respond to that will be very interesting. And that really, to be fair too, Coach, that is the first taste that, that this group has had this season of. When you go through your, your, your non-league play, it is what it is. And, and everyone's playing those games. But you had a Wright State team that came in here that, that took that loss in Detroit. And, and as you talked about, they're a champion. They went to the NCAA tournament last year. They played against Tennessee. They've won the Horizon League tournament. Uh, you know, Scott Nagy has, has taken many teams to the, to the NCAA tournament. That, that was a championship program. They were desperate. I, I know it's January. I know it's the beginning of January. I know it's the third or fourth game into league play. But you, you guys really got a taste of the desperation that it takes to win a league. Is that fair to say? Well, about the third possession of that game, I don't know if people remember, but Braden Norris came off a high ball screen and 300, 3,000-pound Loudon Love he dove through the screen, landed on the ground. I think there's a dent on the floor where he landed. 
got his hand on the ball. We reached for it. Somebody else in a green shirt came and dove on top of their own kid. The ball rolled free. They picked it up and got a layup, and we had three guys standing watching. You know, forget the fact we weren't down there with them. You know, we were reaching for it instead of putting our nose on it. But the other three guys who weren't involved stood and watched, and their guys ran, and they had five green shirts by the basket and got a layup. And that really set the tone that, you know, when when a guy that big and that strong just dives right through somebody, you know, the, from my standpoint, what the hell, that was a foul. Why would you allow that? But then you got to step back and say, you know, you got to admire the, the, what the kid did. And he set the tone for that game. And we never, we never got out. There had to be 20 loose balls. And they got every one of them. We had two that we got twice, but we, then we fumbled it out of bounds. And uh, every loose ball was theirs. And, and that, that just, just told you that the, you know, who wanted to win that game more. And, and it's easy to sit there and say we want to, but you have to do it, and they did. Loudon Love, in what he did, he had 19 points and 11 rebounds, and Drew McDonald, conversely, for Northern Kentucky when he came in. For whatever reason, I'm curious to get your answer on this. You guys have, have really done well against Drew McDonald, two-time Horizon League preseason player of the year. On the flip side of the coin, Loudon Love, who, who, as you mentioned, when, when he's in the post and him and Brad Brechting are leaning up against each other, that, that's a quarter ton of human being uh, that, that's mixing it up down there. And, and well, 75% of it yeah, is Loudon Love. 90% of it's yeah. Love. It's not Brad. Now, yeah. when, when he and X were down there together, I yeah, might go. Yeah. And, and the couple possessions that Babatune was in, now you had two tons down there, yeah. you know, but against Brad. You know, it's a good question. We've we've really, really guarded McDonald well, and we've beaten Northern Kentucky five of the last six times we've played him. And we're probably, we probably guard McDonald better than anybody, and that's because, you know, I think our scheme of guarding him, I think we really understand and know how to guard him, but we have a, a – we put big on him, and then we really take the three away. We have, you know, Brad can guard the three, which is – you know, really a good thing to do with a guy like that because a lot of teams will try and guard him big and then he finds a way to get three-point shots going. We've been able to take Jalen Hayes, was able to guard him and take that away, and then we double him. Um, we have not been able to guard Love in the three games, and we haven't beaten him. He's, since Love's been there, they've beat us all three games he's played, and he's had really good numbers in all of them. The thing that we're learning with him, and I thought that, we guarded him better in this game than we had in any game we played him in that we made him shoot through us and over us. Where we got in trouble with him is that he would get the ball back. And his hands are like glue. And so if he gets his hands on it, I mean, early in that game, he shot some really ugly shots. And, you know, you're sitting there thinking, wow, is that the same guy we saw last year? But then you look at the stat line after it's over, and, you know, he, he still had 19 points. So we, we've got to continue to get better and come up with a better scheme of guarding him. We we tried something new this game and it worked for a while, but then he wore us down. And so, you know, next time that we play them, we play them on a Thursday instead of a Saturday. And if you don't think there's a huge difference in a one-day prep versus a week prep, you know, there is. And, you know, one of the reasons I think we've always guarded McDonald well is we've played them first on the weekend twice a year, every year that McDonald's right. been there. We've opened the weekend series with Northern Kentucky, and we always play Wright State second. So we have a four- or five-day prep to get ready for them, and then we have a one-day prep where we're tired to get ready for love. 
month. It flips this time when we play in a month. We go to North or to uh, Wright State first, so we'll have a little bit better. And, and honestly, you may say, well, why don't you just spend the first two days of the week getting ready for the first game? Because if you do that, you'll never play well in the first game because your kids will get f focused on. They'll think that you don't think that's an important game, and so you have to. You know, you, you can't do it. You have to just. Uh, get ready for the Thursday night game first. The next game's the, the life and death, right? I mean, that that's just the way it works, and that's the way it's always been. It's hard to win. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm telling you people, it's it's hard to win. They want to win as bad as you do, you know, and they have 13 scholarships just like we have 13 scholarships. And every every game, especially in league play, when everybody knows everybody, everybody knows what you ate for lunch, I mean – I mean, everybody knows I go to Portillo. You know, I mean, right. everybody knows what we do. You come in here and get seasoned fries. Right. Everybody knows that. Right. So, you know, it's hard to win basketball games, and, and you know, you just have to grind it out. And we got to get ready for Milwaukee. We can't even talk about Green Bay. Absolutely. So we'll take our first break of the night. When we come back, we have some RJ's Pub trivia. The, the famed $20 RJ's gift card. Uh, we'll be up for grabs. we got a good question lined up for you. We'll also take your questions on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. Uh, Jake Wolock from the Grizz Games here. What do you got in front of you right there? What is that? Boneless wings. Boneless wings? And I had the seasoned fries. Those yeah, the seasoned fries. Did, see? You're, you're changing. I'm not a boneless wing guy, so I can't. I can't. But you are a seasoned fry guy. We, we, yeah. we have talked about that yeah. at length. There's no doubt about that. So, so when we come back, your questions on Twitter, all that and more. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. My experience gives me the insights necessary to foresee unknown risk and to provide employers with strategic options to best manage their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of on-demand HR issues that arise on a daily basis. I am grateful for these recognitions, but even more grateful for the trust and confidence our clients continue to place in us. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy radio show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. Neil Rule here for D2 Technologies. D2 Technologies is here for all of your business or residential technology needs. Business owners, you know network infrastructure is the backbone of your business. It is. And D2 Technologies can save you money on the design and installation of your networks, phone systems, or security cameras. Are you a homeowner and want that complete home theater experience? Yeah. D2 Technologies is your answer. 
Dennis Burnham, the owner and installer at D2 Technologies, has done work in my home and is one of the best in the business. That's fact, not opinion. We have to call. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Cumberland right wing will drive it into the paint. Hands it off. Bang with a two-hand jam. The double team came from Bucks, man. JC found JB. And he threw it down with a Thorntop. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub here in Rochester Hills. As always, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Send us a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll be getting to those questions in just a little bit. But right now, wait, as promised. Wait. Yeah. Sue Evans is here, Cam's wife. Absolutely. There oh, she she's is. She's waving at everybody. Yeah. Everybody wave back to her. Say hi, Sue. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group, EvansLawGRP.com. Visit the website right now. Even if you don't have any labor law questions, just go to the website on your phone right now. But I did want to get to this, too, the, the weekly trivia brought to you by RJ's Pub. And this is a, this is one here, and I'll. This one is is a little bit easier to answer, so we'll we'll take the answers from the room here because somebody's going to get this one, and and this one's tied in locally. So around the campus of Oakland University, as you know, Rochester, Rochester Hills, Auburn Hills, the mayors of those three cities: Mayor Rob Ray of Rochester, Mayor Brian Barnett of Rochester Hills, and Mayor Kevin McDaniel of Auburn Hills. Which one of those three went to Oakland? Is it A? Is it, is it A? Is it A, Mayor Rob Ray of Rochester? B, Brian Barnett of Rochester Hills? C, Kevin McDaniel of Auburn Hills? Or E, all of the above? Oh, we, I think, we had it over I think, there. I think Gene Miller said it first. I do. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Jane, you're going to get a $20 gift certificate, which means you're going to be able to get some water and, and maybe a couple of seasoned fries or something. Yeah, absolutely. We're, so, we're working on trying to get this up a little higher. It started 10, so we've gotten to Russ a little bit. <laughs> so, Gene Ann Miller, congratulations. You'll be the, you'll be the winner of a, of a $20 RJ's Pub gift card. No wonder you didn't tell me this. The first week I didn't know the question because I gave it away last yeah, week. We're, yeah, we've taken you out of the process. Right, right. But that, that was easy. I mean, yeah. Well, they, you, they can't all be, you know, they, they can't all be the world's toughest questions, you know. Right. Yeah, you like that one right there. So nobody was right until until I asked the question. But Gene Ann Miller will get the gift card. It, you know, it's funny, Coach. Uh, Russ Luxton, Jr., one of the proprietors here at RJ's Pub, you never find him when it's time to give the gift card away. <laughs> he, he's here the whole time. Then it comes time. We give it the, we give the gift card away the same time every show. Right. I look around. He's nowhere to be found. Yeah, it's, it's, and his dad, the owner, yeah. he's never around when it's time to give anything. So. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird how that works. And they got that damn Spartan back up again, too, so I think they're mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not going over popular with the crowd here. Right. <laughs> I know. I, but, right. I mean, I mean, think of all the business we give them, plus it's the sun pitched for us, you know what I mean? Oh, well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's move on before, yeah. otherwise we might be out on the street next week. <laughs> no, but we'll, uh, let, let's get a couple of the questions knocked down here with the hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. And feel free to fire away if you're here right now. Break out your phone and send a tweet. Barb tweets at us and says wants, she wants to know the status of Jordan Nobles right now. Um, Jordan will not be playing with us anymore this year. Um, he's 
uh, not at school anymore. He is now in Nashville trying to get uh, ready and trying to get a uh, professional opportunity in Europe. And it's basically, um, you know, the graduate school is a little bit different than our uh, undergraduate school. And you have to have certain guidelines for it to count as a pass in a class. And he, he you know, and I've talked to him about it. He knows I was going to publicly discuss this, but um, he did not get the B that was required in one of his classes. And he got a B in one class, and he only take two classes. And he did not get the B. He did pass the class as we would, an undergraduate class would be passed. But he didn't get a B. So in, in grad school, that does not count as a pass. And our student-athletes, to be a full-time student, you have to take 12 hours. Most of them take 16. And one of the reasons we have such a high graduation rate is because we keep our kids here in the summertime. And so, you know, like a Travis Bader played five years and left here with his masters. Corey Petros played five years and left here with his masters. Because we we work out in the summer and do that, we can get through through it. Not not all kids can. Not all kids are capable of the 16 hours with all the traveling we do. So, some of our at-risk students, and when we talk about at-risk students at Oakland, we're talking about guys that might not be able to get a 3.2 or something like that. You know, our team accum GPA is just under three. So you know that. We're not talking at risk, like thinking, oh, okay, we're talking about 1.4s or that. No. So we take 12 or 16 hours. Well, there's an NCA rule. Because basketball covers two semesters, most sports don't. The football team, one semester. Uh, the soccer's, you know, swimming, diving, and uh, um, basket, the men's and women's basketball cover two semesters. So you have to gain an eligibility at both semesters. Once you're eligible at the beginning of the year, you're eligible for the second semester unless you don't pass six hours. And the six-hour rule was put in. It used to be all different kinds of rules. And the, I don't know how many years ago they put the six-hour rule in. And what that does is it makes somebody not, you know, okay, I'm not going to school this year. You know, I'm eligible at the beginning, so I'm not going to go to school, and at the end I'm just, I'm done. I'm going to go pro. And that six-hour rule, which I probably screwed up on because I didn't realize that at the master's level you have to pass six hours too. So because I thought the full-time student at the master's level is only eight hours. So if you're in graduate school, to be a full-time student, you have to take eight hours, which is two classes. So if you were going to go back and get your master's now, you know, you would take two classes every semester till you got it. That'd be considered full-time. So Jordan got a B, and then he didn't get a B in the class that counted. So it, it, officially, under Oakland law, he didn't pass that class. So even though he did pass the class, he didn't pass the class. So he only got credit for four hours. And so he's not eligible. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's a graduate student. He already has his degree. He didn't fail the class. But that's the way that's the way it works. And, you know, next time that we have graduate students, we'll probably put them in 12 hours, which will be a lot of work. 
it'll be a lot of work, but it'll, you know, I mean, Jordan went to Eastern Michigan. He he, he graduated with a 2.9 from Eastern Michigan. He was a good student. We didn't, we, I did a bad job. I feel terrible about this because we didn't monitor him the way we would an at-risk student. And, you know, we just kind of, uh, well, he's fine. I mean, he's got his degree. What, why are we going to worry about this? He motivated to get his master's, too. It wasn't like he's just here to play basketball. He was motivated to get it. And uh, it's sad. I feel I mean, just terrible about it. I, I've probably talked to him ten times in the last week. You know, I had to talk to his dad when they picked him up Saturday to take him home and that. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 you hear about all the great things in this job, but this was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do to be to because that kid left a situation where he was a starter to come play for me. And so it was a pretty sad deal. Okay, well, Coach, we'll... Uh, <laughs> on that note... Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll move on here. With, anybody want to throw those fries at me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a side note, and uh, we, we have a question here that, ironically enough, was attributed to, uh, to Sue Evans, uh, who's here in attendance at the Greg Campy Show. It says, Coach, this team has improved more than most people expected. What do you attribute this improvement to besides great coaching, and what must the team do to continue to improve upon to contend for a regular season Horizon League championship? That's the What we have to do to improve is the easy one. Why we've improved isn't, isn't that easy, but the easy answer to that is that we've got to continue to get better defensively and we've got to learn how to rebound. We're getting better, but we're nowhere near where we have to be. Despite... We turned it over 18 times despite we were two for 16 from the three. Despite all those things, if we would have rebounded at just average against Wright State, we'd have been in there with five minutes going the game. You know, we just gave up put back after put back. And that's an effort area. Rebounding is an effort area. It also takes intelligence. And you also have to have ability and, and uh, um, jumping ability and things like that. So... That's where we have to get better. How have we gotten so much better? Well, I think that the curve was big for us. I mean, I, I, no one in this room knew what we had. I mean, we, we as a coaching staff knew what Cumberland, we knew he would play. We knew that Xavier would be, you know, if you would have asked me in August who's going to be your leading scorer, I would have told you Xavier would be, no question. I thought Kamari uh, would have a chance to be up there with him. Um, and, he, and to be fair, he has at times. Right, right. But he, you know, his, his other things that we're working on in life have kept him from, you know, completely improving the way he needs to. And then who knew Braden Norris? I mean, we knew, you know, we knew we had gotten a pretty good player in him, but who knew he was going to be who he is? And so, you know, you go out and you play Toledo the first game, and I think we, you no, know, we played Hillsdale the first game, and I think everybody walked out of that arena going, they're not going to win a game this year. And... uh <laughs> I went up to my office and I shut the door so Steve couldn't find me because I was afraid he was going to come in and say, you're not going to win a game this year. I think um, that's why he's here right now. He wants to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we played the next game and somebody told me that the president s said to them after the second game, she goes, wow, you guys got a lot better. So even she thought we weren't going to win a game, you know. <laughs> um, and then we played Toledo, who's the top mid-major team, and we should have won the game. You know, we played really good. And, and so you saw a spurt there that, wow, you know, maybe they're not. And the, the, the key is, is that they themselves don't know how good they are. 
and, and confidence is such a big important part of this that as they grow and they you know gain confidence in themselves you know part of saturday was don't not understanding confidence part of saturday was you know hey everybody's we're, telling me how good i am that, yeah. that was a hell of a win we had did you see that you know hey and moms were calling everybody and telling Twitter. And, Highlight package got 3,000 yeah. views on social media. Yeah, that you know, and then we come and maybe we're not ready to play. So, you know, I think that we can continue to get better. I think that over the next two years that, you know, my hope is that March, not this March, but the following March, that this team will be at its best that it can possibly be, that it's a great ride till there and we get a lot of wins and two NCAA tournaments and two championships and all that. But we'll see, you know. But by the time this team gets to next March, it's my job and my staff's job to make sure they're the best they can be. And I think we, well, I think we have a real chance. All right, we'll take our next break. When we come back, we'll finish up these questions from Twitter. And if one pops in your head, fire away with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll get to all of those. We'll have the second half of the show coming up. Let's see, Russ Jr.'s out here now. All of a sudden, we haven't talked about giving the gift card away. He comes so out Russ, around the corner. So I don't know if you heard, but the question was so hard that we upped it to $50. <laughs> Raise your hand, Gene. Uh, yeah, there, there's our Raise winner, your winner right there. Right there. So that's uh, – You'll have, you'll have to settle up with, uh, with, with Gene Ann Miller. But we'll take our next break. When we come back, we'll have more questions from Twitter. We'll talk about uh, the weekend coming up as well, Milwaukee and Green Bay in town. This is a Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Real Team Real Estate is locally owned and headquartered just down the road in Shelby Township. Real Team Real Estate is not your typical big box retail operation. Visit them on the web at mirealteam.com. Tell them Neil Rule sent you. They have five offices in the metro area, so whether it's Rochester or Romeo, Real Team has you covered. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. Xavier Hill Mays, long three, left corner. Of course, FedEx delivers a triple. 
Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule. He is a coach, Greg Campy. Adam Straczynski back in our Real Team Real Estate Studios. As always, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Taking your questions on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll knock down these last couple ones that are on here. Uh, Tony Simone wants to know, Coach, after two weekends of league play, who do you think is a front runner in the Horizon League? Well, I thought going into league play based on all the non-league and one of the one of the things that is interesting about the horizon league is that each team in our league plays such a different non-conference schedule i mean one team will play three or four non-d1s one team will play you know an unbelievable schedule one year they don't green bay this year played like five by games so you really don't know what it is so i try and watch everybody you know i spend my nights on the ESPN Plus watching replays and that. And I thought going into league play, I thought UIC was the best team. I thought Green Bay and Northern Kentucky were the close, very close second. And I didn't quite know what was wrong with uh, Wright State. And I knew that they were capable of, of being the best team in the league, but they were struggling with some things. They had a couple injuries. Um, and then Detroit, I mean, guy, I'm telling you, and this hurts me to say it, Oh, God, it hurts to say it. That kid's really good, man. That kid is unbelievable. And we were the first one to offer him a scholarship yeah, down in Houston. We had seen him in a in an AAU thing, and we knew, we knew Mike Davis, and we had offered the kid, and then he ended up committing to Houston, and now we got to play against him. You know, I mean, he is. And when you got a talent like that, the next four years, they're going to be they're going to be right there at the top of the league. It's going to they could be there this year because, I mean, what he did against Wright State. If you got to see that game, you would, I mean, I'm just shaking my head watching it. Um, so, you know, you got to take them from a team that you thought would be tenth. You know, and you wouldn't have to worry about the rivalry now. They're a you factor. Know, they're, they could be a top four team. They could right. they could finish in the top four. Um, I think that. Uh, IUPUI has had one, they've probably had the best win in the league this year. They beat Boston College at Boston College, um, so they're formidable. Um, and then I think that Youngstown, Cleveland State, and Milwaukee are all trying to find themselves like Oakland. You know, I, I think you know they don't know what they had just like we don't. Those two wins that we had at Youngstown and Cleveland State were huge wins and, and most people that you know are fans of the game that don't really pay attention would say wow you're supposed to win those two games we're not supposed to win any game until we become who we are they're the same way that youngstown went up there and beat milwaukee and 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 had a shot to beat green bay at the buzzard and missed it and lost in overtime cleveland state goes to green bay who again i think is one of the top two or three teams they're up 16 with six minutes to go and they lose you guys would be really mad at me if we were up 16 with six minutes to go and lost. They did, so I'm sure their coach is not all that happy right now. But So I think that the league is right now a hodgepodge. So now after two weeks, I mean, based on winning and losing, I think that Northern Kentucky, Wright State, UIC, IUPUI, Detroit, Oakland, and there's one more. I had seven. I think I said them. 
No, Young. I think Youngstown, Cleveland State, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I think those three, where they sit right now, would have a hard time finishing in the top four. But I think anybody else could finish in the top four with home court. And really, I mean, me personally, as I've said many times, that's the the, the holy grail for me is winning the league championship. Um, the holy grail for all, everybody else is going to the NCAA tournament. But if you want to go to the NCAA tournament, getting that top four and being at home is critical. And so you're, everybody's really kind of playing for that, and then the team that wins it can beat their chest and say, yeah, we want it. But the, the amazing thing is next year, like all this year, Northern Kentucky won the league last year, but I've never read once where they're the champion. I read where Wright State was the champion. And well, that, they weren't. And they weren't. They were. They were the second-place team that won the league tournament. But that's all people remember. So if that's the case, and that's the way it is in 2020 or 19 or whatever this is, those top four seeds are what we're playing for. Right. Well, I mean, and coach. To be fair, that's not just a mid-major thing. I mean, it, if you talk to Big Ten people, Michigan's the, the boss in the Big Ten, and, and they won the tournament championship. People forget Michigan State won that league last year, going away. I mean, they they had it they had it locked up. Yeah, into the last game yeah. Usually, usually I don't think at that level, people talk. They, you know, they just last year because it's Michigan and Michigan State, and then Michigan beat them in the tournament. I think you know everybody wants to, you know, jump on Izzo. So, um, you know, you might be right. I don't know. I just there's a lot to be said for winning the league championship. I think it should be celebrated. I think it's a, a huge thing, and that's what we're fighting to do now. The good of that is if we do it, we'll have a home court because if you right. finish first, you get a home court. And you get the lowest level team to play in the second, in the first game. So that's what the goal is. But I think there's seven teams that could finish in the top four right now. I think that at the end of next weekend, I think you'll start to see the separation of who's going to go and who's at Northern Kentucky plays Wright State at Northern Kentucky. And I understand they've got that place almost sold out and it seats 10,000 people. Yeah. So that would be huge for the league. It's on national TV. If if Northern Kentucky wins that game and Wright State's two and three, and they're, they're going to have a hard time winning the league. They're still, they still could finish in the top four. Uh, we started one and three last year, and we finished in the top four. But I just think you'll start to see some separation. Um, and then – how good Youngstown and Cleveland State and Milwaukee become will separate more. I mean, you know, if Milwaukee comes in here and beats us in Detroit, then everything I just said goes out the window. So, you know, but we'll see over the next 10 days. Jake Wolock, who's here in the building tonight, says on Twitter, what message do you give freshman guard Braden Norris after not putting up a shot against Wright State following a performance the game before where he was lights out from behind the arc? Hashtag Ask Campy. This is a family radio station, so I cannot tell you what I told him. Uh, we we got to make the jump to satellite, Coach. That's uh, <laughs> no or no. Or Let we me don't. say this: I was not happy that he didn't shoot a shot. So, <laughs> did you hear? Him? Yeah, yeah. Adam Straczynski back in our studio says he has a dump button. Yeah, but we're still in the FCC. Uh, it's to be. Well, is anybody monitoring the FCC right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. We got to take that into account. Maybe you can say it. I don't know. So I will tell you this. You're going to see tomorrow night. One of, the, one of the things I've not done yet is we have not run a set play to him all year. And the reason we haven't is because he's been so good at his decision-making on when to shoot and when not to shoot. You know, the, 
you know, Travis Bader as a freshman shot 47% from the three. And every year it went down because we got him more shots and more shots and harder shots than that. And I didn't want to do that with Braden because we're shooting the ball so well everywhere else. But what's happening now, what's happening is the other teams in our league are trying to lock into him and not let him, you know. So we're going to, and he's, he's got a very quick relief and he can shoot the ball coming off screens. And you're going to see in the next two or three years, you know, he's going to have Bader type opportunities to shoot the ball. Uh, but we put in three sets for him in the last two days to get him a shot. And uh, you will see tomorrow night, you will see him coming off a screen and shooting a shot. And you'll say, oh, that's what Coach was talking about at the show last night. Now, my guess is he'll miss him. <laughs> I'm serious. No, no. My guess is, you know, all of a sudden I'm a freshman and there's Javen Cumberland and there's Newman and X and we're running plays to them. And, oh, they're running one to me? You know, I got to make it. I got to make it. And you, you can't shoot that way. But we got to get him. We cannot have another game where he doesn't shoot the ball. That that is that's bad coaching, and uh, so you'll see him shoot the ball tomorrow night. Do you foresee a day where he has a season where he makes 115, 123s? Do Do you see a day happening in his career where where that comes? I, I think so. The only reason I'd say no is because of his size. You know, I think that it's you know most of our great shooters have been six five, six four. Cumberland's a little bit small, but he's you know, he's going to have 100 threes this year probably. Um, I would never put anything past Norris. You know, the the big thing will be as he develops how good C.J. Gettlefinger will be. You know, the, the incoming freshman next year who's a six-foot-five point guard. And if if C.J. is as advertised and once Cumberland's gone and – and we can move Braden off the ball and play with two point guards. You know, we should lead the country in, in turnover margin then for sure. But now if CJ is a threat to get to the rim, you know, our, our biggest flaw right now, and you may all know this, you, you know, you may think this watching us, is we do not have a guy that can break the defense down. Okay, shot clock gets down to 10, we're in trouble. Hey, Felder, go ahead and go, right? You know, bam, he's at the rim. Reggie, go score. Reggie, go Reggie, score your 40 right? Point. We, we've, yeah. we've, we've always had that guy that could, Martez Walker, right? Uh, Sharon Dorsey Kendrick Walker, Nunn. Kendrick Nunn. We've always had that guy that when we got in trouble in the shot clock, now we get. I, we've had more shot clock violations this year than we've had maybe combined in my coaching career at Oakland. We do not. When we get down below 10 seconds, we're in trouble. And we're working on that and trying to improve it. But Braden's not a guy that's going to break the defense down. We believe C.J. Gettlefinger can do that, and that will free um, him up. Now, the other side of that is most teams at our league and level have a guy that's only 6'1 or 6'2 or 5'11 or something like that. So if they can't put that guy on Braden if 6'5 C.J. can get to the rim in that. So I think the cure for our issue could be C.J. Now, I'm putting a lot of pressure on a kid that's never it's put, not here a, yet. put an Oakland uniform on, but this keeps you guys from being mad at me. So, <laughs> All right, Coach, we've we got, <laughs> we got a couple more to get to here real quick, so we'll, we'll bust through these real quick. Brandon Scopa says on Twitter, I like this one, thoughts on getting in on the LaMelo ball sweepstakes. He just got an offer from a fellow mid-major Michigan school. Um, we don't need him. 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> and <laughs> Mr. Drew Huff tweets at us, hey, Coach, we've seen Trey Maddox and his role develop a lot over the last few weeks. Is this trend necessary to continue with Jordan leaving? Yeah, I mean, he, we just talked about not breaking the defense. Now, he's the guy that I think can do that. Uh, but he's not – Trey, if you're listening, I'm not being critical, but I've told you this in – harder words than what I'm going to use here. You're not tough enough. You know, you got to get tougher. You, he he can get to the rim, but he doesn't finish because he wants to be pretty. Right? He wants to be pretty. He doesn't want to get to the line, get hit, get fouled, get the and one, make two free throws at the very least. He wants to s slither in there and flip it and things like that. And and that will, you, when, when Sue asked the question about improvement, those are the things that as a coaches that we can make them better and where we demand that they don't do those types of things. We demand that they do it the way we want it done. You know, I've, I, with Beck, we're trying to get Beck to make two-footed stops. How many times does Beck fall down during the game because his balance is so bad? And he he's a long jumper, not a high jumper. And we're working with him and working with him and teaching him to land on two feet and shot fake and go up. And I think you've seen over the years, you've seen our players get better. And I think it's because we demand that. And a lot of times people scratch their head and say, why does he yell at them like that and why? Well, because there's this belief that we want to make you the best that you can be. And the only way we can do that is to stay on top of you. And there's a lot of different ways to, you know, to, to do it. This is how we do it. And we've been very successful at improvement. So I, I really believe that Trey will get there and be that guy. But he's just got to get tougher. He can't be so pretty. Real quickly before we cut out for the break, Golden Grizzlies compliance. As coach, the NCA expanded the coach's box. You now get an extra 10 feet that lets you go up to 38 feet away from the baseline. Do you like having the extra space? Do you see this being a trend and getting more space in the future? Hashtag Ask Campy. Well, that, that rule she put in there that it was only this year, but it actually was put in a year ago. So, um, you know, you know, I just sit on the bench, so people probably didn't realize that that was... I, I haven't I haven't seen a game on the court in about six years, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> if they would allow, I would be under the basket at the other end. <laughs> so, do you? Yeah. Do you? Do I'd you like see to that? sit in the Grizz gang one game for a little bit. <laughs> call call it you know, with the play card. Have the play card and give it to Jake. Jake, call a play. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> that would be fun. We'll work on that. We'll uh, we'll take our last break of the night real quickly here. We'll come back, get your final thoughts on uh, the matchups tomorrow. Milwaukee in town, 7 p.m. tip. Winterfest going on Saturday at the arena. Green Bay in town, that's a 3 p.m. tip. Make sure you come down and early. I, I and have get something we've got to save at least one minute to talk about. Absolutely. So we'll do that real quickly. When we come back, we'll wrap it up here. This is the Greg Campy Show live. We are from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel and legal representation we provide. Through my 20 plus years of representing businesses with their labor and employment needs, I have had the privilege to work with numerous executives. In turn, 
Executive has sought me out to represent them with her own employment and equity issues in various business ventures, including employment with portfolio companies owned by private equity groups. I negotiate executive employment agreements, equity award and stock option agreements, and, when necessary, severance agreements. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Hear that? That's the sound of the all-new Ram 1500. That's the sound of best-in-class V8 towing. That's the sound of a luxurious cabin with an available 19-speaker Harman Kardon audio system. That's the sound of a Hemi V8 engine with e-tour. With class-living features like these, no wonder more people are switching to Ram trucks than ever before. Get a great deal on Ram 1500, Motor Trends 2019 Truck of the Year. Well-qualified returning FCA employee lessees get a low-mileage lease on the all-new 2019 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4 with a V6 engine and standard audio system for $199 a month for 24 months with $3,956 due at signing. Tax title license extra. Class based on light-duty pickups. Based on IHS market, U.S. household methodology and FCA segmentation of conquest data from U.S. new vehicle registrations for CYE 2010 to 2016. Call 1-877-RAM-5722 for details. Requires dealer contribution to lease through U.S. bank. Lessee is solely responsible for termination fees. Current lease must end by 2320. 25 cent charge for each mile over 20,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 131. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Neil Rule here with Dennis Burnham, owner of D2 Technologies, the answer for all your business and residential technology needs. Dennis, why is D2 Technologies the best in the business? Thanks, Neil. D2 Technologies isn't a typical big box corporation. Honest pricing and quality installations are what's important to me. Whether it's a phone system, security cameras, or whatever your technology needs may be, your experience with me from the setup, design, and installation of your project will be a professional and smooth experience, my personal guarantee. D2 Technologies has done work in my home, and I can't recommend Dennis enough. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Noble's right block, Xavier. Huge possession for Oakland. Kenny Pittman catches back to Norris. There's five on the shot clock. Norris got to do something. Stepping back between the legs, dribble, pull up, 18-footer. Off the heel, rattles and falls. A long two for Brayton Norris. He's got seven. Huge bucket broken, 30 to 25. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Neil Rule with the coach, Greg Campy, and Trzinski back in our Real Team Real Estate studios. And real quickly, coach, as we wrap up the final couple minutes of the show, uh, I'll be in for Matt Shepard tomorrow on WDFN doing the drive show for Shep Shower and Shave. So from 6 to 9 a.m., if anybody's up that early, go ahead and dial in on uh, WDFN. I'll also be doing the Channel 7 Sports Cave on Sunday morning. Or Sunday night, I'm sorry, it's on Sunday night now at 11 p.m. So if you can't sleep, if you have insomnia, listen to me talk, and you'll fall asleep in no time. But uh, I, I absolutely will. i got to get with you guys and get the uh, get the latest edition Grizz Gang shirt. I'll rock that on TV, no doubt about that. But, Coach, uh, you got some stuff coming up as well that you're going to well, be looking to do. Yeah, I just wanted to get this out. Um, 
every year during the NCAA tournament, you see this coaches infinity challenge for cancer. And um, because of some of the things that I've done with cancer, I'm going to be involved in it this year. And what it is, is infinity ends up giving a million dollars to cancer research and they do it through the coaches. So every time out I call and there's 48 coaches that are going to ch be challenged. And every time out I call, a certain amount of money will go to the thing. And you know I don't call timeouts, so we've got to come up with a way to get more money somewhere else. But basically what it is is you're not giving money. But through twi Twitter and Instagram and that, t retweeting or tweeting things out, it's going to be announced next week. I'm not quite sure how it works, but we don't want me to finish 48th. You know, I mean, we're going up against Kentucky and Villanova and, you know, all the Because you're going to finish 48th in calling timeouts because you, right. you hoard them, yeah. Right, but you know what I'm saying? Our our Oakland, it's not me, it's Oakland, is going to be against Syracuse and against Villanova and against Kentucky and probably Izzo and Mark Few at Gonzaga and, and those places. So, you know, we don't want to be 48th. So we're going to need maybe the Grizz gang to do a concerted effort, maybe a three-day thing where – I think you're going to be able to vote three times a day, one on each of the mediums. And, you know, how many votes you get for a certain coach. I think last year they actually paired the coaches and there were winners, but I don't think they're going to do that this year. I think they're just, you know. So when this gets announced, we need to, you know, maybe take a couple of days and do something. Just, I'm not saying. The first place uh, school $350,000 will be no donated in that school's name to the American Cancer Society. The second place coach, uh, the second place coach, I think is 200 and the third place coach is like a hundred. So six or 700,000 of the million will go be put in our name. If we were one of those three schools, I think that's going to be very difficult to do because, you know, Kentucky's nation is a little bigger than the Grizz nation, but you never know. You never know. So I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, so keep an eye on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have that out there, and uh, everybody will get the instructions on what to do, and, and we'll, we'll get it popping. There's no question about it, Coach. Final minute of the show, Milwaukee tomorrow, Winterfest on Saturday. Uh, Alex Mason's done a good job ticket-wise. The crowd's going to be really, really thick on Saturday. There's no doubt about it. I uh, hope to see everybody out there in the arena and get it, get it rocking. Well, like I said earlier, you know, I know Alex also told me that we're going to be turning people away on Saturday, but we need tomorrow night too. And it's not just the students. I mean, our students are every game and unbelievable. We need those people sitting in the chair backs to, to show up too because it's a big week for us. If, as you said, if we get two this week, You're in first place, we'd be standing first. at the minimum right. in first place going to Detroit. And uh, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, there would be a lot of juice there in Callahan Hall. There, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Coach, those matchups against Milwaukee, against Green Bay in a couple seconds, what's your quick take on them? Well, Milwaukee is going to be more a more traditional game. Green Bay is going to be a bloodbath. I mean, they they trap every play. They Their their whole offense is steal the ball from you and go lay it in, and they sprint up and they fire it, and it's it's going to be chaos. And, you know, we, we've, we've got to handle that. Uh, Milwaukee will be more traditional, bigs and littles and – you know, back and forth tennis match. All right. Well, it'll be superhero night uh, in the arena, and we hope the Golden Grizzlies play like superheroes. There's no question about that. Big thank you to Russ, everybody here at RJ's Pub, and most importantly, thanks to all you guys for coming out. We'll see you next week. It's a Greg Campy show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. 